Welcome, welcome back to Her to UK's podcast, the podcast of the United Kingdom's only official fan club, something we're very proud of. I don't know if I mentioned it before, uh, but uh, yeah, we're very proud of that status and uh, as our commitment to it, we've started doing podcasts uh, more regularly than we've done before. So we hope we're keeping you entertained. Uh, things we want to talk about tonight, uh, inevitably the three games we that have just passed the three games that are um ahead of us uh we are going to touch on the fact the unavoidable fact that onion berlin are top of the league uh and we might talk about some stellar performances from a couple of our players some of some formation issues and chris has been uh uh Going full Johnny Ball on us and thinking of a number. <laughs> He's got some rich data he wants to share around so, goals for, so. goals against. So, yeah, what a what, what a show we've got in store. I've got Mike and uh, Chris with me tonight. We haven't got our regular guest, Anna, uh, but she has sent in her predictions. So we'll be able to hold her to account uh, when, we, when we next meet. Uh, so... We're 14. Can I, can I just check with you, Mark? Is that going to take about half an hour to read out those predictions? I'm, I'm hoping you've read it. Like, I looked at the WhatsApp. Well, that's uh, that's just, for someone else to look at. Just, just the scores, please. Are we going to win or lose? Yeah, that's... You see, if it had been me, if it had been me, there would there have just been six characters there, like one nil, one nil, one nil. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, we uh, just to recap actually would be a nice way to start before we drill into Chris's big data because I know he's done lots of research tonight and he's <laughs> eager to share the numbers. But uh, Leipzig, uh, we lost in a in a in a fairly evenly fought game, and we we uh, lost by a, a narrow margin. Uh, we beat Schalke two one with a slight change of formation, which uh, had us a little nervous for a while, but we got there in the end. And then uh, Werder Bremen on uh, at the weekend, uh, we lost with a, uh, yet another goal uh, in the last in the, in the dying embers of the game. I think it's fair to say, which has prompted some people to say typical Hertha. But I'd I'd like to start to rebut that idea that this is this is something typical in 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 the the manner in which we played the game and and took the game to the opposition was uh, at odds with the type of things we've seen in previous years. So sitting 14th in the table, I'm feeling all right about things. Uh, I'll go to Chris first. He's the uh, club president. I think he has to has to voice his opinion on uh, how he's feeling about stuff. <laughs> well, I just want to first. take us back a little bit. I want to take you back to the uh, sunny days of September. Okay. Now we played Mainz away. We were one nil up, and Mainz equalised on the ninety fourth minute. Now that yeah. was that was a shocker. It was a fantastic finish from memory, and arguably well deserved. Yeah. But I'm I'm just going through the fixtures. Two points dropped there. Point at home to Hoffenheim. Point at home to Freiburg. Again, probably that was two points dropped as well in the lead. Um, another late goal, 78 minutes. Um, Leipzig, oh my word, what a second half. What a second half. I've never yeah. been happier with a defeat, which is bonkers. Mm. 
But I actually thought, and, and Bert said it, he said, he said that a team was born there tonight. And I think he's probably right. That was superb. The way we took the game to them that second half, they just they couldn't cope with it. And if it was five minutes longer, we'd have got the equaliser. Yeah. For certain. I found, I, I, Schalke was a big game as well. Schalke was a big game. 1-0 up, 1-1. Previously, we wouldn't have gone on to win that, but we scored, finally, a late winner ourselves with Tango in the 88th minute. Again, that I remember saying on the group, Mike, we're going to win this. We're going to score. You know, yeah, don't worry. We're going to win it. Yeah. It was like, this is a different hurter now. And it's such a shame we got beat at the weekend because that would have just continued that sort of momentum of... Well, the momentum of maybe not winning games, but being in games, picking up points and steadily rising up the table. So when I go and look at fixture by fixture and go, OK, yeah, we were in that game. I can't, apart from the opening day, um, Onion, we've not been played off the park and had our you know, pants taken down and bum slapped. Not once, I don't think. Just looking back each fixture. I then look at the league table. I look at the league table. Can I do my stato bit? Mm. Yeah, go 14th, on. We're 14th. We've won one in five. One, two, drawn five, lost five. Goals against 17. This is where it's interesting. At the start of the season, we were talking about where do we need to strengthen? Centre half, centre half, centre half. Even just three weeks ago, we need a new keeper. Keeper's not good enough. Keeper's not strong enough. Keeper's costing us points, blah, blah, blah. Our goal difference, our goals against, sorry, are 17. Augsburg above us, 21 goals against. Stuttgart below us, 21 goals against. Leverkusen, 25 goals against. Bochum, 32 goals against. Schalke, 28 goals against. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, goals for is a little bit more worrying. Only 14 goals for. But again, those fine margins on those games, and I still think that's progress because those fine margins have seen us secure draws that we wouldn't have got last year and concede late goals to lose points for games that, all right, all right we didn't win this year, but we definitely wouldn't have won last year. So we're still making progress. My main point from all of this is <laughs> that as good as, it, as, good as it's looking on, on paper, it's not being reflected on the league table. And as good as it's feeling, you know, and we've all recognised that, the progress we're making, the, the, the patterns of play that we're seeing out on the pitch, the mentality of the defenders being the last man attacking and defending the goal, like we haven't seen for a while, it's not showing on the league table yet. And I think if we can get to, we can get to the winter break, get, get to the World Cup, and we're still around 12th to 14th. I think 12th to 14th, I'd be happy with, with this season. What I don't want us to do is continue playing well, but not picking up points, enough points to push us into that safety zone. Because as we've said, Leverkusen at 16th, unlikely to stay there, right? They're going yeah. to eventually dig themselves out of that hole. And so I don't want to be one of those bottom four again. Yeah. 
I'm wondering if your, your your key point here is we should have blown the whistle on 80 minutes and we'd be up there with you. I'm with Chris a little bit there because a Christmas or, or winter break is a little early this year. Especially the higher end 12, you, you'd be happy. But what you don't want to be is if we're there in March and then there's seven, eight games left, all of that, th- those decent performances where we've not quite got three points or we've got no points, then the players' heads can go a little bit because you're close to that relegation battle. And then some of those other teams below, like Leverkusen, that the really shouldn't be there. I mean, they're there on, on the performances they've had, but they're a huge club with loads of talent. If they make the right changes and start winning games, you don't want to then end up sucked into that to that fight at the end of the season when we have played yeah. well. Um, because the, the great spirit we've had, that spirit against Leipzig, it was fantastic. The spirit to come back and get that late winner against Schalke was great. This is where these next games are key now. Because after losing to, to Werder Bremen, we've got to see if that fight's there for this next for these next couple of games yeah. before that break comes. And it look, I think it will way. be. The yeah. could have gone either way, right? Yeah, they have more chances, and I think in the end, if you've got a striker that's in form and scoring goals, you've got a better chance. And, and they have, and we haven't. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, it was a brilliant. We, we all said it on a night. It was a really, really for for a game that had no goals till lost seventy odd minutes. Mm. It was an entertaining game. That, that's all it was lacking. I mean, so we were early, in it. that early Richter chance. If he puts that away mm. and we go a goal up. I don't think we lose that game. No. I'd... No, possibly not. I mean, they're, they're a newly promoted side going a goal down to us. That, yeah, could have changed yeah. the game. I thought they'd gone four hours without scoring. I th- could... Oh, I think that was. Oh, was it? Okay. That was the tough, the tough, but I think they had a really poor home record, but they were winning games away. So that was what, right. what wasn't great for her. To the, that was on our side going into could, the game. And then did they seem got to be, big win. There did seem to be an element of panic in front of goal for for in in the early exchanges that they were just desperate to score and they were you know appealing to the ref for everything just to get a penalty and and break the mm. duck or whatever that's the impression I got but yeah we defended very well actually I I thought and mm. it, it was one of those inter- it's like it was a really good game the referee had a bad game but despite that usually if the ref has a good game the it's quite a good game, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, so, so it was, uh, it was quite interesting that the ref had a bit of a shocker really, but the teams, I think the teams were up for it, you know, that. Do you think that was because like, cause I was watching it and my dad watched it as well. And he watches from a neutral standpoint because, you know, he's, he just enjoys watching football. So our, from our view, a lot of it was, it feels like this ref's a little bit against us. And Mitchell Weiss mm. certainly should have got a second yellow. Yeah, yeah. But then I got back from him. He's like, yeah, but Marvin Plattenhardt and a few others went back yeah. in on him. And it made the game feel a little bit like that old school 80s type of football. Like the way tackles going in. And it was a battle. And it felt like a battle between two teams that don't have a rivalry, but were desperate for points. So in a yeah. sense, although yeah. he had he didn't have the best game, I think it helped make the game you know, more enjoyable to watch. Do you know what I think? Yeah. It helped the game. And I think a bit fall through in, in the spectacle that we saw was that both teams were fairly equal mm. so therefore Herta weren't going there to protect they were going there to win Verda weren't looking at the game and going Raymond weren't looking at the game and going 
this is a scalp here. If we keep it tight, there was, never, there was none yeah. of that sort of psychology behind the game. No, yeah, it was two weeks two teams going, going on going it. Yeah, yeah, the gloves are off, weren't they? That was that was quite good, and that's why I thought. Well, I didn't think the ref had a brilliant game. I think he was fairly even in how bad he was for yeah, everyone. You know, shared he shared out his inability quite that, quite well. You know, like his failures were were evenly distributed. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast and it won't keep him awake <laughs> at night. But he had a bit of a shocker there. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think it so, was a game for Prince? I don't know if he's got the legs now. I just don't I know if he's got the legs. But then where do you play him? Because if we're playing a 4-3-3, I think Tussar's got to play. I know Anna's uh, big on Sunjic, and I think she's put something, yeah. something in her post for it. Um, yeah. Although he's he's not the quickest player in the world, he reads the game really well. He, he picks up loose balls. I think he's been a, a very, very good player of late for us. I just don't know where, where Prince would fit in that team. I think in, in the formation we play, you need players who've got an engine to go 90 minutes, and, and he just doesn't have that. Yeah. I think Jovetic struggled for the same same reason. I think it's widely accepted, and from Prince himself. I mean, he again, he's welcome to come on the podcast and tell me otherwise. <laughs> but uh, And that would be really nice if, <laughs> if yeah, he did. Yeah, please. But yeah. I, w- I would say he probably... You know, he in, in reality this season he's not going to feature much before 75 minutes in any game. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, and yeah, it, and then it's then it's are we? We're hopefully we're throwing him on to just unlock something, or if we're if we're one nil up to offer a, a fresh outlet, really, and 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 so on. So in I, a strange think, yeah. way, although he's a, he'll be earning a, a large chunk of money a week, his importance is probably off the pitch now just as leadership yeah. is his you know his general history as a player just being around that locker room and, and the players coming through and the ones on the pitch i think it's probably where he's where he's most important now yeah yeah he's a great figurehead for the club i think mm-hmm. just um i'm re- i'm i'm pleased he's around because there are and also i i, w- I will say and, and i'm I think I've described them as this before. They're like this hodgepodge side of essentially, and, and this is no disrespect to any of them. Are all great professional players who have clocked up many league games, but you know that this this team that has been assembled, they, I don't think they would have been in anybody's starting lineup without, you know. I mean, mm. maybe I've been really unfair, but you know what I mean. It's like. When when we were saying, oh, what's the summer going to look like for us? Us, who are we going to get? And you think, oh my God, we're signing a bunch of reserves. That guy's just done a season on loan at Birmingham City, for God's sake! Like, who's yeah. he? Yeah. You know, and it turns out yeah. oh, actually he's really good. You know, and it's yeah. and like Conga's second fiddle to the guy who's scoring goals at time for Union, and you're thinking, oh yeah, who who are we getting in? But this. Uh, Again, if Anna were here, I'm sure she'd be praising Freddie Bovic. And, and they're, they're not world beaters. They're not going to change the team. But they've got to look for players who, who've either got the character or that can, within the budget and the lack of money that we've got, can can make a difference in some way and improve yeah. the side. And and if it's a slight improvement and that looks like it's what it's going to be this, this season, I don't think anyone's expecting anything more than those signings have worked out. If it gives us more money next season to improve further, 
get someone who can score goals. I think then... not. There's this, there's this element of well, we've signed professionals who've got Bundesliga experience under their belt, like Boitis, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kemp at the end of last season, um, players who who've played lots of games in in strong in competitive leagues. Shall we say not necessarily the Bundesliga, but we 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 had in in the previous regime, which you know I can't rake, keep raking up that as the, but we had really what you might call talented players or prospects, and they had no spirit about them whatsoever. No, like, absolutely right. If we went one nil down, we were going five nil down. Yeah, yeah. you sign yeah. players who've got potential next to the name. They were not the finished product. But then you're bringing them into a struggling side. They they don't yeah. those players who've got the potential don't have the the right you know the right character the right influence to to change and turn that team around. So they were the wrong players to bring in. Sometimes you need an old head in there that, as you say, has got the experience. It's got a load of games under the belt that knows the league that that, that can help out. And I think there's like this there's almost like this feeling of and I've seen this not. With Herter, I'd probably try and drag up an example of, of of another team. You might think of one yourself, but but play, players who are, who realise that this is their second chance, that they mould and become like a team, and then and then they start playing well together, and they look every bit the, every, you know they've they've earned their right to have their feet under the table in the prem in the in the Bundesliga where. You know that they're they're realizing actually we're not re- we you know we're not here just to to fight off relegation we're going to have a go at something you know which again leads me back to the point Chris makes which really frustrated if we'd only won that bloody cup match you know <laughs> you know because and and I know it was a time when we were trying to find our feet and 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 you know the the team was still being built really but you know just got that one over the line I think there's there's two teams that come to mind that for me fit the description you just said there Mark first one would be Harry Redknapp's second Portsmouth side well his his first Portsmouth side was brilliant Merson, Prozinecki Sheringham, Stone Shaka Hislop All of none, of, none of these players needed a second chance, by the way. Nobody's been around, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. The same with his second team that got into the cup final and, and Europe. Players that hadn't, hadn't quite fit yet. Hadn't, yeah, yeah. Hadn't, hadn't quite found a home that he'd, he'd given that to. And same with Pulis at Stoke, really. He turned yeah. Stoke into FA Cup finalists and had a season in Europe and what have you. And it was a bit land of the Giants there, but if you're getting 10 Premier League goals out of a player like Henry Jones... Yeah. Well, Does this not bring us to, to our league leaders, Union Berlin, then? Because look, look yeah. at how they've done it. Since they came up, they, you know, a load of... There was old heads in there, Sebastian Anderson, Max Cruz, or all these players that come in that, that had experience, that had been around the block, and may not have been the best players in the world, but they were, they were hard, hard workers... Yeah, a team well, that looks like it demands it and then they've slowly everywhere. been able to just improve and build upon that and, and there's a team there that you know if you put their estimated value for their first 11 next to the team in second place in Bayern Munich it, it, it's got to be the biggest in in most of the league surely 
I'd, I'd imagine a team top of the Premier League and bottom of the Premier League probably doesn't have to. Uh, maybe they do, but it, it's a huge gap between what Union's worth from the players and the squad to, to Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah, but they, they've, they've got, just been been unbelievable. I think I got I totally agree. I've got nothing but admiration for what they're doing because mm-hmm. they are they are living the dream. Yeah, they are they yeah. are living the dream. What is this? Their second, third season in the top flight. Third season. Third and he got into got into Europe in the first season to the Europa Conference. Second season got into the Europa League and now they're leading the Bundesliga. And we, I mean, what November, a story! Yeah. We're in November and they're leading. They're leading. I just think. Yeah. Might not uh, but it's not any. It's not a normal November, is it? We're going to get onto no. the World Cup in a yeah, few true, minutes, but true. but but that but, could help know, them. How is... many players are Bayern Munich are having that World Cup? How many players are Union Berlin going to have in the World Cup? They're, they're not going to win the league. They're not they're going not to do it. They're not going to win the league, Mike. But, but, yeah, no, no, we know that. But Man, you are living Leicester, and uh, yeah, I can say you've seen that Leicester sometimes. do it. I'm not, I, I don't think that they'll yeah. win the league. But Leipzig haven't had the best of starts. Where's Borussia Dortmund at the moment? Would they finish in the top four? Could they? Could they find themselves in a Champions League spot? I mean, Freiburg a third. Freiburg another brilliant way, a brilliant performing team. That's a small stadium, small part of the country. That's I had a manager think, for a long time and builds. I, yeah. I don't know. No, Did they cut? No, I think that I, think, I actually think the best thing for clubs like Hertha and the worst thing for clubs like Union is the World Cup because it stops momentum and it will allow True. teams like Hertha to get back in the training ground, get back for a new manager as well to the club, plenty more time mid-season to work, 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 and come back. Fingers crossed. Come back mm. in the new year a, and really go at it. Whereas if you're in the top four now, you're flying. You can't. The fixtures can't come soon enough. You play True, four yeah. games yeah. a week if you could, on that. because you yeah. know you're going to win three of them and draw the other. And then you yeah. get a World Cup in. It's like you've got to come back from that. Yeah. You've all, you've also got Leipzig in sixth and Dortmund in fourth, as well as Bayern in second. It'll be okay. Who do we sign in January? Where they've got the power and the, the finances. That Freiburg and, and Union don't have. I actually think on that, I think the World Cup is going to be very, very good for Hertha and Schwartz, yeah. definitely. It's not going to be good for football, is it, in the main? <laughs> no, it's all human rights, but that's another yeah. story. But I think it's good for Hertha. Yeah. That's, and that's, all, that, that's the, all that matters, right? Finally, somebody's found something <laughs> good to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's yeah. a difficult one. Like I, I, I want England to do well, or and and the players, they they've got no choice in it. It's a competition. Yeah. It's like when the Olympics come round. I saw an interview with uh, Connor Cody recently, where where they were asking how does him and James Tarkovsky with, with them forming such a good partnership feel about possibly playing. He just said, look, it's everyone's dream to play for the country in a World Cup. So for those people. It's not about where it is. It's about the opportunity, especially at their yeah, age, yeah, you know, the late late 20s now. There's other players that are going to be in the 30s. This might be the last chance, and it's such a shame it's where it where it is. But for the players that are going and for the team that are back, you know, I'm going to want them to win. Yeah, I mean, if you're a player, you want to go. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah, it's oh, and also I, I should say it's a really difficult situation because. 
if you look at what happened in FIFA, like Qatar mm. were voted above the United Kingdom bid. It was actually the UK was the rival bid. It was, and uh, uh, they they ditched they ditched the UK bid in favour of the Qatar bid, and then it, like so, people were astonished because you know we'd had that brilliant Euros in in '96, and the um, the whole country was buzzing, and that was the momentum to go and uh, um, apply to to host the World Cup, and then we'd had the wonderful Olympics in 2012, and and the decision was made on the World Cup for Qatar in uh, 2013, would you believe? So that's how time flies when you're having fun. Wow. But but essentially, you've you know the momentum was with the UK, and you, like the um, you know there was a lot of a lot of love and support from other countries for the UK one, and then suddenly up steps Seth Blatter, mm. <laughs> who. Uh, <laughs> um, then uh, announced uh, Qatar, and literally everybody is looking at them, looking at each other. This is astonishing. Yeah. yeah. Now, but it's like what, how do we, how do you host the World Cup somewhere like that? Somewhere so small. You've got yeah, countries I, around the world with the infrastructure in place. You just need to enhance yeah. a few stadiums, and you're good to go. Yeah. Now, I I would be of I would be of the opinion that if if to make football a global game, you've got to take it to territories mm-hmm. that don't necessarily embrace the game i mean look what look what the world cup did for the us in yeah. uh 1990 94. for example 94 and 94 is it mm-hmm. and so so really great principle in but this was this was like everyone knew this was dodgy money yeah the us could build hands. a game and has yeah qatar's and, not going to and I, I look at brazil a lot of the stadiums were, were knocked down yeah. they, they've fought all the fallen apart or there's third division teams playing there you just think it's it's a, yeah. all that money going in for for what you know? It, yeah. I think if you've got a, a nation like America I, where it's where the yeah. game's growing and developing, then then it's I, worth it. I suppose just to cap off my long rant about how we've got to this point, my main point is that people like Set Blatter and Platini and all all of the people who are behind that project to take it to Qatar have all subsequently been fired. Mm. But, right, you know, so so the the people who are at the head of FIFA now have inherited this really difficult situation because they couldn't say, yeah, well, we're not going to hold it in Qatar. In Qatar, now <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start the whole process again. That was an Im- impossibility. So you've they've inherited inherited a bad situation. Our players will want to play with you know who whichever country they represent. They're going going to want to go there and get another cap or get their first caps or whatever. So you can't blame them. So I'm sort of in this situation that, yeah, human rights are dreadful in Qatar. And all I can hope is that football shines a light on it and the football community say, this is dreadful, Qatar, change your behaviour. And I hope that some good comes from it rather than ignore it. But A long way to go for Saudi Arabia, but they've started some of that, it seems, lately with with certain sporting events and showcasing how they're slowly... Buying Newcastle is not the solution to anything. (laughs) (laughs) Buy Everton, we need the money. (laughs) But but only if you're a good person. Uh, And Hertha as well, we also now need uh, investment uh, big time. I just, I just think there's, like, for me personally as a football fan and everyone who's listening to this podcast really loves football i'm sure it's just 
there's there's a lot going on in this World Cup. It's like it makes it. On one hand, I really want to get behind like England and 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 teams I have sympathies with, but then on the other hand, it's like, oh, this is difficult. This is, mm-hmm. and then and then there's this counter argument. Well, you know, the world has inherited this difficult situation. Let's make the best of it. Although yeah. it's on, if, I think if it was in the summer, which I know is an impossibility in Qatar because of the the temperatures and and so on, but if it if it were like a summer spectacle, I think it would be a bit more palatable for people. Mm. You know? Yeah, I wonder what what volume of fans are going to be able to get over there and support. And I, I really enjoyed the, the South Africa World Cup, but some of the where the some of the stadiums yeah. where the scenery just the. The, the the fans just having a great time in the stadiums yeah. as as much as I grew to hate a Vuvuzela which I'd not heard of before the tournament yeah. it it was just so good to see people everywhere you went they were dancing in the crowds and it just felt like it was a, a brilliant brilliant moment for them in that country yeah. I mean the South Africa is a good example here. as well though I know we're straying away from her to territory yeah. here but we sent some players to the World Cup but the the um, South Africa wasn't without complication before that World Cup. You know, it wasn't like a, a squeaky clean country that, you know, was was full of global ab- admiration for certain elements of it, of, of how it operated politically and and uh, uh, in o- other areas of its life. So so that was a challenge. And that again, that like led to a positive outcome. I suppose uh, I suppose what I'm saying from my perspective, I'm trying to trying to go into the Qatar World Cup with an open mind but it won't take much for me to think this is a sh- this is dreadful you yeah. know as well so yeah I, I'm and for all the human rights there's still real people there that have had to contribute to the building of those yeah. stadiums yeah, and it's yeah. their country Absolutely. where it's being hosted you know yeah. it's just going to feel alien as well having it in winter I remember the mm. um, South Korea World Cup oh. in 02 mm. In the middle of the oh, early hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember being at school and we watched the game in the main in the in the main hall. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, I remember working for, for the company that I work for now. I was in the city centre. It's a branch of, of of where I work. Where, where I work, and there was a pub next door, and the pubs opened early for it. So I was in there having a cheeky pint at like seven o'clock in the morning before work starts, yeah. bacon yeah. butting and going and do a day's work. It was surreal, say, though, and it didn't just, feel right because it was the start yeah. of the day. Yeah. Just to just to wrap up this World Cup uh, talk, I am planning to spend a week in Berlin watching the football in, I'm, in I'm, December. So, so if you, if you want to drown your sorrows while watching a game uh, somewhere yeah. somewhere off the Kudam, give me a shout on the Good on the Facebook on, yeah. page. Yeah, and no, funnily no. enough, if anyone's in Houston, yeah. Texas, I'm there when England play USA. So I could do with uh, <laughs> with some English fans around yeah, me, yeah. my brother and my dad. Yeah. So uh, moving swiftly on, um, we might have to come back to the World Cup again. Say, what are we going to do between bloody what is it, November the twelfth to January the twenty-first? That's a big old chunk mm. of time. That is. So uh, yeah. Um, send in your send in your ideas. We'd like to keep the podcast yeah. going, definitely. And mm. Maybe someone have... wants to tell a story of of how they followed her so that we could get on. Or... That would be great, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. So anybody who's interested in being interviewed, I might do a series of small interviews as well. Like so, a bit longer than our mini mini pods, maybe. Yeah, nice little feature. That would be quite nice, wouldn't it? 
so yeah open to ideas our dear listeners and um then uh let's have a look at uh the next three games ahead which is Bayern Bayern at home <laughs> three points yeah Bayern at home three points <laughs> and Stuttgart away um which is which comes thick and fast doesn't it it's like oh wow um, yeah Tuesday Saturday, night game Tuesday, Saturday yeah Saturday Tuesday and then uh Cologne Cologne on the uh November the 12th to to wrap it up for the winter pals. So are we on telly? Um, I don't think so because it's two thirty kickoff. No, no, it's, yeah, it's a normal, normal, uh, normal three thirty German time, yeah. isn't it? What about yeah. the Stuttgart game? I think that it's going to be a full schedule that week, possibly Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, just because we're getting because of the World Cups after the twelfth, isn't it? That's English the break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Find out. So. But yeah, I've got a feeling that uh, none of those will be UK yeah. TV. Well, tell me I what we're saying. What, what did Anna say, Mike? There's like oh, um, oh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of content in there. Yeah, just give us the numbers. No disrespect, Anna, but a lot of that out. It was yeah. such a big message that it, it covers more than a whole screen. And then there's a blue button for read more. Honestly, to I'm, Mar- it yeah. I'm Mark shorter dissertations at the university, really, with <laughs> with, with less less evidence presented. If so, you are uh, if you are going to listen to it, Anna, you may just want to just do this as a whole separate pod because it's longer. Than, I think it covers longer than what we've had, but uh, but we always it's, preach. Yeah, it's long. It's longer than extra time in a Man United game. Yeah, <laughs> we we all we always appreciate uh, your knowledge and, and insight that you put on these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so what have we got? Um, God, she hasn't just put scores down, has she? Uh, we will lose to Bayern. Yeah. And that's and that's okay. Even if we're hammered, it'll put Bayern top, which you know who won't be. We don't <laughs> share that view as as. as well, a group, actually, you know, if it happens, it maybe, happens. Maybe, that's yeah. where maybe. I'm at with it. You know, yeah. I'm but not unhappy I, to take them off I'm, the I'm top. I'm as well. I don't want Bayern yeah. to win it every year either. I think someone else comes in and wins it. It's brilliant for the yeah. league. I think there's but, an inevitability but, that the Union aren't going to win the Bundesliga, by the way. So let no. them enjoy it while they can. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be doing exactly the same. Yeah, if it exactly. Was. Yeah, Bayern, Bayern's forever. I mean, I always love, love the the, uh, the betting sites when that game comes up because it's usually something crazy like 20 to 1 for yeah. us to just get a win see, which is just madness in a two-horse two race with three possible results we've got Anna's analysis right in the off straight away and I, I get that because I in my head I have already written them off <laughs> we're not going to get anything there but on the other hand, we do we do beat Bayern now and again at home we're not too bad as well against them I've got a yeah. I've got a and the way we played it. recently, you know, Schwartz can have the, the spirit there yeah. and have them believing in themselves. Think of of that Leipzig game. Look how close you were. Look how Bayern haven't been as strong as they have been. You know, we could. Uh, mm. She's put will either beat or draw Stuttgart. Um, yeah. Saying the Stuttgart have only beat our Augsburg only just and yeah. um, and that was only because Augsburg fell apart at the end and Köln she said uh, that we should win uh, although it's not a European week Köln are much stronger at home in a way Köln aren't in Europe I don't think are they um, yeah I probably yeah. I'd, I'd say maybe the same for, for me Bayern 
we can beat them. I just don't think we will. We don't have the goals in us. So mm. I don't think it'll be a pace then, but I think we'll, we'll lose that one. Stuttgart, I'll just say win, because we do need wins. And Stuttgart, are what, are they just below us in the league? Or just ahead of us? Thereabouts, aren't they? Just uh, level, level yeah. essentially. We're ahead on, on goal difference. They conceded three more. On the back of that alone, I'll go for us for a win. And um, and, and Cole, yeah, at home, I think I think we'll be all right. What a nice way to go into the uh, to the World Cup. Well, like on the back of two, you, two you get to get wins. any predictions right so far, Mike. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, we'll, so we'll be fine and lose the other two. Yeah, I'll take so, that. Let's have a reality check then, Chris. What are you thinking? Well, I don't know if it's going to be a reality check. I think we're going to get a point at home to buy him. Ooh. Okay, I think it's going to be a score draw. Yeah. I also think we're going to go to Stuttgart and win. But we'll yeah. concede. I think we'll win that way 2-1. So 1-1, Bayern, 2-1, Stuttgart. We're then going to beat Cologne. We're going to beat them 3-1. 1-1-2-1-3-1? Yes. So seven points. Wow. A glut of goals. So what I said at the top of the pod... This is the short run of games that flips our season. We're going right. to actually convert those chances, keep those, keep those games, keep in those games, and win those games. And probably get us points. around twelve, which is what you said. Somewhere need. between twelve that's and fourteen. All we need is two or three wins on the on the spin. Three games unbeaten. That will just propel us right up. And they're going to be these three. Stop laughing. Yeah. No, I'm not laughing. I'm just thinking, oh, I've got to, I'm going to pour yeah, cold water on all fans. of this now. He's just saying we're going to lose all three now. <laughs> no, I would, I would ne- Well, the thing is, I never say we're going to lose, even if I know we're going to bloody lose. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a bit more conservative in the, and well, not. This is the only area of my life I would be conservative. <laughs> but, but, like I should uh, clarify. Yeah, um, that's all. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, like we might get a point against Bayern. We'll, we'll def- I think we'll get a point or more against Stuttgart. And I think we'll get a point against Cologne. So I'm like thinking, oh, we're going to get three points in the in the last running, you know. So not, to, not too to bad. To be not- fair, though, if you look at the recent form, I think that's fair, isn't it? I think that's how we've been. Yeah. When, when you've got quite a lot, we've... I think Chris mentioned it last time, draw specialists, or, or might have even been yourself, Mark. So I think yeah. that's a bit of fair, good, uh, good guesses. Yeah, so I just, but I'm I'm more content with how we're playing, you know. Mm. I just like, yeah, if when, while we're playing like this, it's not like, you know, mm. when la- last season, it was really funny, there's a great podcast on Under the Cosh for those uh, who, who su- subscribe to it, although it might be on general release now. Uh, the um, David Stockdale, I think his name is, the goalkeeper, played for oh, Fulham yeah. under McGath. Mm. Plays for Sheffield Wednesday now. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great lad, great and brilliant podcast. But I like, did about, must have done about 20, 25 minutes on like the uh, the Felix McGath era at Fulham. And it's like, oh my God, thank God he was only with us for a few games. Absolute crap. Oh, mm. oh. 
<laughs> I'd read you know, something uh, recently about the yeah. someone was talking about my gun. I can't remember who. Was it was the cheese? Yeah, the lens in yeah. the cheese and vinegar on his knee or something like and they had made him sleep with it like on his knee and then does it feel any better no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean I just, yeah. we're just missing missing goals in the side now and there's time for that yeah. i'm with you the way we're playing is great it's just a strike is going to be hard but if we can find a goal scorer midfielder even if yeah. someone can chip in in the middle of the park with 10 goals and then Jovetic, Kong, and Luka Bakio can, can get their share, then we'll yeah. be fine. Because we're doing everything else right now, aren't we? We're... I was kind of hoping that Jovetic would somehow, you know, reignite. Because mm. he's always always looked there or thereabouts as a flicking He's scored player, all but... of his career, but never been prolific. I always feel like he's been in yeah. a team with someone else who's scored the goals. He's but got, he can lay great... them on as well. Yeah, and, that's what I mean. He can see a pass. He, he's got great control and I think I don't know because Anna had said before that Bobic had, had suggested that his uh, you know his confidence had waned because of his injury or, or injuries that he's had and things like that but just want to like want him to bag a hat trick and, yeah uh, just imagine you know I, I, I almost wonder like the way Dodie's playing at the minute if we had another winger could we have gone 4-4-2 and Put him and Conger up front because he's got the pace. Yeah. Conger, it's powerful, strong. I think that's that. That's where Schwartz was going with it, wasn't he? Like to try and make it that those two could be up front together, and they'll be need a, a hold up on Donia. Like I was thinking Sutton Shearer, yeah. Sutton could hold it up. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. work. Sheringham was brilliant at that as well. Yeah, didn't was, always yeah. get the plaudits. It was the poacher who was who was banging the goals in. Yeah. But without that other player, you know, they, they were not yeah. scoring the goals that they were. Yeah. And uh, I, well, I'm, I really like them when they play four three three. I mean, it's I know Ajuki is uh, getting a little bit predictable and cutting inside and then passing Takes, it to their trips keeper. over himself, doesn't he? And <laughs> yeah. too many step overs and tricks. Yeah, and that's where Richter might not have those skills, but he's way more reliable and, he, yeah. and he's scored more goals. He's more of a goal threat. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. Th- th- there's positives. Yeah. But, yeah, so let's let's keep on with the reasons to be cheerful. Yes. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. So uh, do uh, do send in your ideas for what we might want to do over the uh, over the during the World Cup and over the break. How we might want to do more podcasts. Do feel free to contribute to the website and get involved. Just put a note on the Facebook page or send us a message, uh, and uh, we'll engage you in that stuff. So. Thank you very much, Mike and Chris. Uh, let's uh, you. see you in nine points time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, all. Yeah, nice Cheers. One.